this is Victoria Rose. My podcast is for you if you love to solo travel, choosing to connect with and experience other cultures and landscapes as you deepen your understanding of yourself and of others. Come, let's journey together. My name is Victoria Rose. I am on an epic backpacking solo on a pension journey throughout Europe and Turkey, indeed the world. This is episode one, uh, Asia Pacific, and I'm in Thailand. (laughs) All about Thailand and the three insights, the three experiences that I want to share with you under the title of Good, the Bad, the Snakes. (laughs) Let's have a look at the good. The reason why I am here in Hua Hin, Thailand, is because of two absolutely gorgeous rescue dogs called Fiona and Gracie. They are treasures and they absolutely belong underneath the first point because remember I always make three points for you to take away. So let's have a look at what is good about me being here in Thailand. Those two rescue dogs are adorable. There's no grooming as much as I adored Dougal as well. Tibetan terriers, well, Dougal had very, very long fur and every night I had to groom him after his two daily walks through laneways that had prickles and burrs and brambles. Not so with Fiona and Gracie. No walks, no grooming. Just I feed them and I love them. So that's the good. Now the second part of that goes underneath the good. Can you believe this? In Australia, the NBN, the fastest connection that I could get, perhaps it's better now. I've been away for 14 months. Now the upload speed is important to me because it's the upload speed that determines how good my live stream is. The best upload speed that I could get where I was in Australia hovered around one megabytes. Guess what? Here I am in Hua Hin, it's not even a capital city, in Thailand. And my upload speed here is 42 times faster than what I had to put up with in Australia. I'm supposedly NBN Australia. What's going on? That's the first point. I am very, very happy to be here because of those two fabulous points under my first point, which is the good. Let's now move to the bad. So what's bad about being here in Thailand? Well, apart from the fact that I had to leave the fan on because I'm melting, I had to have a quick shower just before I did this, but I'm not complaining about being hot. I like being hot. I like it. (laughs) But what I want to have a look at at the first point for me under the bad is, do you know, I've actually (laughs) forgotten. Could you believe that? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I remember. So there are two things that I want to tackle under the second point of bad. And the first of those 
beaches. So beaches here in Thailand so far, and I've been taken to four of them, have been a huge disappointment to me. The water is brown and there are bits floating in the water. The first beach that I went to was Hua Hun Beach and I thought that bit floating in the water was a big poo. It turns out it probably wasn't. But you can imagine, after coming from the crystal clear turquoise waters of Turkey and Croatia, just to name two, and then to go, yes, Thailand, I'm so looking forward to the hot weather and the beach. And I go to the beach on day two because some things happened on day one that weren't that good. But I went down to the beach and lo and behold, it was tragic. I couldn't even swim. The water was brown. Now, I've been told the reason why the water is brown right now is because it's all churned up and they had a typhoon or extreme weather conditions just before I came. And that's the reason why. I will give the beaches another chance, but one of the reasons why I'm here is because I had these idyllic thoughts of being able to spend time on the beach. Now, that leads me to the second point that isn't good about Thailand or where I am currently anyway. And that second point is public transport. There actually isn't any public transport as such. The closest I got to not having public transport, but even then I did have it. I just had a bit of a walk to get to it. But even so, at least there was public transport there in Spain, in Algo Donales. Here in Thailand, there is no such thing as public transport. Yes, you can count those trucks. They're sort of like pickup trucks that scoot along. And yes, they'll stop for you and you can clamber in the back with, with all the others, which is not a problem for me. But there's no timetable. You never know when they're going to be there. So what that means is there is a, a motorbike here that I could use, but I don't ride motorbikes. For start, I'm not covered on my insurance to ride a motorbike anyway. Uh, and so I'm not about to do that. I could get a bike. I'm seriously looking at a bike doing that to walk anywhere. Okay, now to walk to the beach. We're looking at about an hour. I'm a fit woman still. I could walk to the beach in an hour, but look at me here. I've had to leave the fan on. I'm melting in this seat as we talk because there's no air conditioning here, which is fine. I'm very happy with the fan. Uh, not a good thing about walking to the beach. So I have to get transport, which means I have to get a driver. I've just discovered in the last day, there is such a thing here called Grab Taxi. And there also is Uber. My Uber app isn't working here now though. I will check into Grab Taxi. Currently, I do have a driver from that first bad day where I did really dumb things. I can't believe the dumb things that I did. But I'll share that on another live stream with you. And so I do have a driver, but this leads into another thing which 
was a surprise to me about Thailand. So actually, perhaps there are three things I need to share under the bad. Thailand is not cheap. It may have been cheap once, but it's not cheap now. And I'm on a budget. I am proving to Australian women on a pension, on limit, anyone on limited funds or who have funds but want to do travelling on limited funds, how they can do it. Now, I've proven it already in uh, Europe and Turkey. And I thought Asia Pacific would be a breeze. I was wrong because the taxis aren't that affordable, especially if you have to catch them every single day to get anywhere so to go to the supermarket it's at least i mean a decent supermarket rather than a corner 7-eleven it's at least a 40 minute walk at least and then to come back with the goods you just can't do that so uh, the co- and buying products here <sighs> I'm going to give you another example of the expense in Thailand or where I am, and I can imagine Bangkok may be even more expensive. I don't know. It's been a long time since I've been in Bangkok having my hair done. I had my hair done at a really good hairdresser's in York, the UK. I'm due to have my hair done next week in Hua Hin. In York, in at that hairdresser, the cost for a colour and cut was £42. Okay? £42. I went to a hairdresser here, not too far away. I could walk to this hairdresser's. And they quoted £47. £47 for a hairdresser that doesn't look like oh they've got that much going for them and that upon further inquiry i have been absolutely astounded by the cost the hairdressers charge here 450 dollars i'm going into dollars now australian dollars for someone to get the foils and their hair cut and to get it colored that my costs here are not going to be as affordable, affordable, as I thought they would be. And talking about that, I'm off to an osteopath tonight because one of the things that I swore by as my health, keeping me healthy and fit, full of vitality, one of the things that I did in Australia was have a chiropractic alignment. I felt that having my body aligned was very important. I had a chiropractic practitioner that also incorporated NOT. You can Google that if you want to. It's an Australian uh, technique, NOT, and he combined that with his chiropractic work. And to me, it worked miracles. I haven't had any chiropractic work and only two or three massages in the last 14 months. So I'm now going to an osteopath tonight because I can't find a chiropractic practor here in Kwa Hin. Now this osteopath is apparently brilliant. Okay, that's good. But again, I'm staggered by the costs of, of a session with him. 
And I only say that because if you do your research, a senior osteopath based in Edinburgh who has all of the costs of running a practice in the UK only charges 400 baht more than this chiropractor does. I am not saying bad things about this. Sorry, I don't mean chiropractor, I mean osteopath. I'm not saying bad things about the osteopath. We often don't charge what we're worth. What I am saying though, is the comparison between what I thought might be a fair price here in Thailand <laughs> isn't. So that is lumped under the bad. The beaches, I, I, the jury's out on that. I'm going to go back down there in a week's time and have a look and see what the beaches are like then. And the second thing is, yes, yes, expense and the lack of public transport. Okay, it's time now for the third point. Okay, the third point. <laughs> the third point is the snakes. I don't know if you've seen the video that I uploaded on my public profile around a snake that this is another beautiful thing about these dogs. Whenever they have, according to the host, the one who owns the dogs, you know when one of the dogs, Fiona, has a certain bark, you'll know there's a snake in the yard. So here we are, I hear this bark and I'm going, oh, I wonder why she's barking like that. And I went out and yes, there was a snake. We don't know if it was a cobra. If it was a cobra, it was probably a baby one, but even so, they're still venomous. There are 200 species of snakes in Thailand and 36 of those species of snakes are venomous. I could not get the dogs away from the snake. So that's when I thought, well, I can't get them away. I'll run and grab my phone so I can take a video of it. So I have proof so I can at least identify the snake. Here's another funny point around snakes. Talking to the last person that was here on the house set. And he said, by the way, don't stand under those trees in the laneway that leads up to where I am staying. He said, because there are green, little green snakes in those trees and they'll drop on you. And I went, yeah, right. I said, you've heard about Australian drop bears. That's why you're saying this, aren't you? We Australians can be a bit of a jokey bunch. We like to have a bit of a laugh. And for people that are new to Australia, we tell them the story. We, we say, be careful about the drop bears. And so what the drop bears do is they fall down on top of you when you're walking through the bush, uh, mainly at night, but it can happen during the day. <laughs> oh, it's a bit mean, but anyway, so that's what I thought this guy was, was, was just having a bit of a go. This morning, I went out to have a look at the yard and there's this green snake. Apparently, it's a smooth green snake. I hope it's a smooth green snake. Fiona didn't get the dog, didn't get too excited about it. So I guessed it wasn't the green snake that is venomous. I can only hope. And then to do with the snakes, there I posted an image of a 
person in Koh Samui who had taken a photo of a snake in the toilet. <laughs> in case you doubted whether that could possibly be true, I have news for you. Oh, by the way, some kind-hearted soul said to me, oh, just call the emergency number. And I figured, hmm, there would be heaps of people calling about snakes in Thailand or not, just dealing with them. But I have found out since that it's the firemen that deal with calls about snakes. And what the intention here is to actually save them uh, and put them back in the wild where they belong. I want to share with you an article that was in the New York Times this was posted or published November of last year in the New York Times as well. Here's uh, some verbiage or a part of it. Snakes are amongst the most misunderstood animals in the world. <laughs> and this was said by a leading expert in biodiversity. And he said people just kill them instead of finding out what type of snakes they are and finding out if we should even kill them. But anyway, for those of you that doubted the story about the snakes, I have something for you. Here we go. Panarat Shayaboon, sorry, was using the toilet in her downstairs bathroom in July when she felt a sharp bite on her thigh. She jumped up to see a scene straight out of a nightmare, an eight-foot python emerging from her toilet. She rushed to the hospital, bleeding heavily, and still bears the marks from eight tooth punctures that were around half an inch deep. That snake was captured, but a week later, Miss Panarat's 15-year-old daughter found a second python in the same toilet. The daughter was so shaken, she went to stay with relatives. <laughs> oh my God, an eight foot python. Uh, no, thank you. I don't want six inch teeth marks in my thighs oh, or my bum. Talk about bitten on the bum. So in Australia, when you go to the toilet, not necessarily snakes, although you can correct me if I'm wrong. The thing that I remember being an issue when you go to the toilet in Australia, and mainly this is when they were outside toilets, was being bitten on the bum by a redback spider, which can be very, very nasty and so bad. I don't know if there are any records of people who've been bitten on the bum and died from a redback spider bite, but a very nasty. So there you have it, day nine in Hua Hin, Thailand. This is episode one season, which will be all about the countries I will visit in the Asia-Pacific region. I hope that what I shared with you today was useful. And we talked about the good. Internet speed is amazing here, but is it enough? I have seven weeks left. It's really good for me that my two pet sit dogs are totally gorgeous rescue 
dogs and I and they love their cuddles as well. So the second point was the bad and I spoke about the beaches and I spoke about the expense and how the lack of public transport forces you to spend more money, I mean even more money than I would if, uh, if I was living in any other country because I have to catch a taxi. But I will find out what that grab taxi is. Let's see how it works out. And of course, the third point is the snakes. So I'll admit that I'm a little nervous, but tentative looking um, for snakes now. So why am I feeling a little bit spooked about the snakes here in Thailand? Look, it's only day nine. I'll be back next week and I will have a confession to make about what happened on day one. It's a little bit embarrassing, but guess what? I'm still going to share with you. Thank you for joining me. You go out and have yourself a good day. I'll just go and check if there were any snakes. Who do you know who would love to receive my podcast to get the tips, the strategies, real life experiences that have supported me throughout my solo travel? I'll catch up with you in my next episode. Music